I believe that at least one person will be blessed this morning. Uh, this week, uh, for the past three weeks, we've been talking about the parables. It's been a wonderful time. Just, but just before, before we go in, into that, shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to speak this morning. We pray that, Father, you would let your people hear what you have proposed for this day that your people would hear. We pray that, Father, you would speak to your people. Father, I pray that you use me just like this microphone and just speak your word this morning. Minister your word like only you can do. At the end of the day, we will give you praise and glory because you are a good, good father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So as a teacher, so I teach part-time, sometimes full-time, if I'm not doing anything. So as a, a, a teacher, we are mostly asked to do recap of the things that we did last, the day before, or the week before, or the month before, if we, if we wanted to add any new information. So I'll do that. Maybe I'll just do a bit more than that. So for the past three weeks or two weeks, we've actually had very nice messages from the parables of Jesus. So Phil introduced the parable series with the parable of the rich fool. For me, as a person, I took two main points, which I think that is something that I'm still working on. The first point was the fact that the process of achieving anything is as important to God as the end result. So God is interested in how you achieve whatever you achieve. So however you achieve the money, however you achieve anything, how, how you get that promotion at the, at the office, is more important to God. And I believe that if you achieve anything by destroying the other person, by destroying your friend, by breaking up a family, by doing something that does not glorify God, you end up literally losing the essence of that particular blessing. So all the work that you put in, all the sleepless nights and all those things, if it, at the end of the day, it ended up making someone feel bad about themselves. And for, more importantly for Christians, I, I always say that for Christians, we are under this kind of uh, uh, supervision. Everyone is expecting something great from us. Everyone is expecting that we do, we do something extraordinary. So if whatever you are doing, if at the end of the day you get the results, you are happy, but then you caused someone to fall by, by the side, then unfortunately God is not so happy with that. And which is something which is quite interesting, being a teacher and a researcher at the same time. Sometimes you have to kind of balance where I teach. Mostly I have students Literally, at some point, crying that oh, if you don't pass, if you don't pass me, if I if 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 I don't pass this particular course, I have to go back to India, or I have to go back to China, and you are torn in between compromising your stance and doing the right thing. Sometimes you have to do the right thing. I mean, you have to do the right thing. Not sometimes, you always have to do the right thing, but then how you carry it out. It's, it's easy to say, hey, you, you are failed. No matter what you do, you are failed. But it's also 
nice. It's probably much better to say, okay, see, this is how what you did. There's no way I can pass you. You would have to probably reset this paper or pay some money to redo the course all over again, which makes a lot of difference, being harsh and actually being nice and achieving the same results, I think. The next point was the fact that, sorry, the, the, the second point is when Phil mentioned something about men or us as human beings, we hold on to the blessing. So God blesses us with something nice. God blesses us with that marriage, that family, that car, that money, anything, even health sometimes. And we, we put our trust so much in those blessings, and we ignored, we ignore the blesser, the one who blessed us, the one who gave us that opportunity, the one who led us into that particular situation. And I find myself that it's, it's, it's easy, unconsciously can fall into this trap of, okay, I have this much money in the bank, and I'm so happy with it. Okay, I can plan my life. Okay, I'll go for this one, and then I'll buy this one, and I'll do this one, and I'll do the, the other one. We, it's good to plan, but then let's not make a God out of that blessing that God has blessed us with. Last week, Pastor Seth spoke to us about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So the tax collector went to pray, and he was just a man who thought to himself, everyone is against me. I'm taking money from my own people and I'm giving to, my, to their enemies. And the Pharisee, he's like most of us. He's a guy who prays literally every time. He's a guy who pays his tithe. He's the guy who does all the good things. He's blessing his neighbors. He's doing all the nice things that you can imagine. But he goes before God talking about how wonderful, how nice he is, how great a person he is. And he says, see, I'm the one who is doing all these wonderful things. And then in an instant, he forgets that it's God who gives the ability to actually fast. It's God who gives the ability for him to make money. It's God who gives a heart to tight. It's God who gave him whatever he was boasting about before God. I think it would be a bit strange if I go to work tomorrow morning, I say, okay, see, I go to my boss and I tell him, boss, you know, I'm a great teacher. I teach eight hours a day. The students are so excited, you know, how wonderful every Wednesday I, I receive my salary. You know, I'm a, just a wonderful guy. I'm sure he would just stand back and like, but I employed you. I gave you that opportunity. So whatever you are having, whatever thing that you are making noise about, it's actually from me. And I find that sometimes we tend to do that, consciously or unconsciously. We tend to go before God and say, see how wonderful my kids are. See how blessed my bank account is. See how nice this car looks. See how wonderful my family is. Even in ministry, see how I have thousands of people listening to me. But then we forget that it's God who gave us the ability. It's always God. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that we keep at the back of my, our minds that it's, it's always God. These last two 
parables, for some reason, brings us straight to our topic for today, which is the parable of talents. Parable of talents. But just before we go into the parable of talents, we would watch a short video which talks about the parables and then we would continue. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two talents he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him which hath ten talents, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this is a story of a man as we so the man who was rich. I was searching for what a talent is worth now. Um, by what I, I found online, it's worth about $1.4 million, one talent. And it weighs about 30 to 40 kg. That's about half my weight. So a man who is rich, traveling, said, okay, I, I've given you this talent, I've given this one. 
that talent, I've given the other one that talent. But the most important thing was that the first verse starts by saying that the man gave him his talent. He gave them his talent. He did not give them their talent. So if you are taking note this morning, the first point is talent are God-given. The talents that you have, the blessing that you have, the gifts that you have, they are God-given. The talent were not for the servant. They were entrusted into their hands. They were entrusted into their, into their service or, or they were meant for them to keep that talent. James 1.17 says clearly that all gifts, blessings, and increase are from God. Proverbs 10 verse 22 says that the blessing of God makes a man rich. The increase of God makes a man prosperous. Interestingly, we live in a time where the world makes us feel, as I've probably said, and probably would keep on saying that this is our, my stuff, this is my thing, this is my money, this is my children, these are my, my cars, these are my houses. And we forget that it is God who has given us the ability to make all those riches. God has blessed us in a way that he positions us in a, in a place that we, we are actually able to make those things. Sometimes, like, for me, I'm, I'm the type who would spend most of the Saturdays in the house and I would be on YouTube, like, almost, like, the whole time. It's either I'm learning the piano or I'm watching some rich guy or some pastor in my country or something. I mean, I'm always on YouTube. I can stay on YouTube for the whole day. <laughs> and sometimes, like, and my wife says, why do you watch these videos? Like, what's the point? Like, oh, I'm learning something new. <laughs> and like, I, I see all these wonderful young guys who are like, oh, guys, so this is probably a camera or a phone. Guys, see how wonderful my life is. I just bought this new Ferrari. It cost me so much money. So, so, you know, the ways to making money is to change your habits, to do this, to be diligent. And my wife and I, we have an argument on all, all these points. I, I put those points in my mind, and then I, I, discuss, I discuss with her. And I'll be like, well, really, it's not really about these things. Sometimes it helps, but yeah, so, all those other things. Yes, but then, for most of the things that I'm seeing, what I'm seeing is people saying, I made this. So I decided to drop out of school. I decided to trade in stocks or in some form of uh, investment thing. I decided to sell houses. I decided to do one thing. I decided to do that. And the focus is shifted. That this ability, this ability to look into a screen and make sense of something. Okay, this number would probably go high. This would happen. This could happen. We, we lose the essence of the fact that these things are God-given. These abilities are God-given. And it's not because we pray more. It's not because we jump more during praises or during praise and worship. It's not because we lift our hands higher than any other person. Not because we, 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 we love God more, but it's just by the grace of God, just by the absolute grace of God. 
have, I have a, a young kid. I'm sure you'll see her if you've not seen her. At, at least the first thing you hear is a shout, and then you see her running. That's the, that, that's the, that, those are the things that you would you see, you, you, you see with her. And I remember th- Friday was her birthday. She, she turned two on Friday. Thursday night, was it Thursday night, yeah, I sent her to the mall and bought her an ice cream, my wife and I. And after about four or five minutes, she was having fun with the ice cream. I was like, oh, can I just taste? Let me see whether it's nice or not. It's like, it's mine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's yours, I mean, to a large extent. But, you know, s- someone took a card out, se- drove to the mall, made an order for, on your behalf, and then someone out of his salary <laughs> swiped the card, they asked for the pin, I entered the pin, and then s- someone took the ice cream and gave it to you. She seemed not to understand. <laughs> and for me, I think probably since my family came, God speaks to me through my kid a lot. Because I see God to be this loving father, this wonderful father who looks after us. And he is, actually. He's, he's a good, good father, as the song writer says. And immediately, it just dawned on me. Is, it, is this ice cream really Genesis ice cream? Or it's my ice cream, and I gave to her. And this is sometimes what happens to us as Christians. We are like, it's mine, it's mine. And of course, it's yours, because you have it but then it has been entrusted into your hands. It has been given by someone. Someone has given you that gift. So let's not look, lose focus of the fact that the blessings and the things we have in our hands are just given to us just by the grace of God. Just by the grace of God. Our second point this morning is that talents are for a spe- a specific God-ordained purpose. So the talents that God has given you are for a specific purpose that he himself has ordained. So the next verse says, to one he gave five talents. So to one guy said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you five talents. The guy did not ask for five talents. He gave one five talents. Another he gave two, and then our wonderful friend, he gave one. And for me, I, I just saw this picture of three men, or th- three women, depending on what the Bible says, men. So, men. So these guys were given five to one. Immediately in the mind of the other, of one person, he'll be like, why did I get two? And why did he get five? And the guy with the one will be like, why did I get one? And he even got two, and, and he also got five. So immediately there was, isn't, is, is it a dissatisfaction, right? Im- immediately. But then, the most important thing in, in this verse is, according to their ability, according to their ability. I translate it to be according to their purpose, according to the God-ordained purpose. Their master knew them. 
their master knew how strong this person is, how weak this person is. But yet he gave everyone a talent. I am a strong believer of the fact that every single person in this room and in this world carries a God-given talent. Whether they've discovered it or not, they carry something that is unique, something that is special, something that is not, that cannot be copied by anyone. How you talk, how you do your stuff, has been ordained specifically by God to achieve a particular thing. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says that before I, God, formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So before you were born, before your mom and your dad met, God had, in his own wisdom, selected you, put some talents in you, put some gift in you, made you and formed you into a particular person, formed you into this person. For what reason? To achieve a divine purpose, to achieve a particular thing. For some people, it might be a big thing. For some other people, it might be a medium thing. Some other people might say a small thing. But who are we to judge? What is big, what is medium, what is small? In the sight of God, they are all talents. If someone gave me 1.4 million now, US dollars, I wouldn't complain. I don't think anyone would, would, would complain. Okay, thank you, 1.4. Yeah, you can give the other guy 2.8. Yeah, that's fine. Still, I have 1.4 million to at least use it for something. So, someone might ask, what is this talent? Or, well, maybe I, I don't drum, I don't play the guitar, I don't play the piano, I, don't, I can't talk in public, I can't do anything, I can't do blah, 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 blah. But it could be that smell. At least one thing I, I, I know about my wife is she has this smell. For me, it's difficult to smell. I... I I, I try to smell sometimes, and it's just difficult. Like, it's just me. I'm just, hello, I'm Abraham. How are you? Fine. Yeah. But she's got this smell. Like, she's a social person. She can talk to anyone. I'm not like that. So sometimes we are looking for this big thing. We are looking for this thing. Oh, this guy plays the keyboard like no other person's business. This guy does the, the guitar. Like, he plays so many things. He, the drums, he does this. He preaches. He talks. He does all these things. Maybe that is not your talent because you are focusing on the other person. You've taken your, your eyes from your $1.4 million and you are looking at the 2.8. You are looking at the guy with uh, my mathematics, uh, 20, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, with some big money. <laughs> so we shift our minds from the fact that God has given us at least one, at least one thing. That is different from what the others might have, but then for a given purpose, for a given purpose. And the purpose is 
to bless your nation, to bless New Zealand, to bless Ghana, in, in my case, to influence your community, to influence your church, to influence your family. God had, has planned everything and knows that, okay, you would move from this point to that point and to that point and to that point. So he gives you, he, he wires you up. It's like my car. It's, it's been wired to move human beings from one place to the other place. Another car is wired to move human beings from one place to the other place, but it has probably some wonderful sound system, some Bluetooth stuff that would make that person comfortable. Another car is made to carry sun, like heaps of sun, from one place to the other place and has all these things. So for a particular purpose, God has wired us, God has built in us that capacity, that ability to do one thing or, or the other. I can Im imagine this guy in our day and age when he received his talent, and if he was someone on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram, he'd be like, really? Only one? All my friends had two. And I'm sure he'll get so many likes, so many comments. Yeah, 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 this is, this, this is bad. This is, this is totally unacceptable. This is, this, is, this is not fair. At least he should give you all three, or at least give all of you two and a half. It sounds fair. And I think that's what sometimes we do as people. We focus on others. See how wonderful that, that family is. And for me, I think about a year, I decided not to go so much on Facebook because I realized most of the things are not really what it seems. Someone goes for a holiday, probably from taking a bank loan and, and they are looking so nice on Facebook. Oh, you know, from Hawaii to Egypt to Ethiopia to which other country, to New Zealand, back to US, to London and all those places. And they smile. Every, everyone, for, I don't know why, but for one reason, everyone smiles for the camera. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but people intentionally wake up in the morning, make up, like do all those nice things, just so that they can take a picture and put on. It's nice. I mean, I'm not saying it's not nice. It, it, it's nice. It's great. But then, you are, we, we easily focus on those things. See this friend of mine, see this colleague colleague of mine, we went to the same school, went to the same junior high school, went, we work in the same office, and he's having so, so much fun. Yes, maybe he's having fun. But then do not forget about your own fun. Do not forget about what you could do with your, with your own life. Because you have something special that God has deposited in you. King Saul, in 2 Samuel, King Saul was a, a great king. He was the first king of Israel, God's own people. But then as a king, he had the palace, he had all the, anything he could actually think of, he, he had it. But just one moment, just the glory of David, a five-minute glory of David, David killed Goliath. Yes, he killed Goliath, but you are still the king. David might have slain 10,000 and you slain 100. Yes, but he's still your servant. What happened was Saul 
forgot about the fact that he is a king and he has all these things. It's like, why is David getting that? Why is the 17-year-old guy, why is the 14-year-old guy, 15-year-old guy getting all the praise and the king is ignored? What happened to Saul at the, at the end is that Saul left his palace and was looking for David in the mountains. At a point, David had him lying down asleep, and, but the only thing was David did not kill him at that point. So Saul could have actually died from leaving his talent, leaving what God has blessed him, and focusing his attention on something maybe small. And the, and the sad thing about, about, about life sometimes is that what you might see out there and, and you are so attracted to might not really be what it is. So you leave what you have. Maybe you have something which is even bigger than what, what you are seeing and you are comparing yourself to or with. And you lose focus of that which God has blessed you and your own purpose. Our final point this morning is that God honors the use of his talent. So when God gives you a talent, his expectation is that you would actually put it to use. Because don't forget the second point says that the talent is for a God-ordained purpose. It's for a given purpose. So he honors people who use their talent to achieve at least, or make an attempt to use their talent to achieve some of the purpose or all of that purpose. So I can imagine this guy who has been given one talent. The other guy has been given five, another person two. He goes on Facebook, Twitter, makes complaints. If you look at the attitude of both men, the Bible says that the, the one who received five and the one who received two, they at once, immediately, went to put it to work, immediately. But for the one who received one, Probably he, he, he was comparing himself. He did a comparison, complained, made some noise before he went out. <laughs> and the interesting thing was, this guy actually, I mean, 30 kg is not something you can easily hide. 30 to 40 kg worth of talent. It's not something you can put in your Bible and close it. He had to dig by himself because he's a servant. A servant is only a servant. And cannot be a master of others. So I mean, imagine this guy probably spent a week digging the ground, digging, making sure that it's deep enough that people will not see his talent. He spent time, effort, and that, that effort could have been channeled to investing the money. So then it's no wonder the master came and he said, you could have at least gone to the bankers. You spent days digging. You could have just walked one day just to the bankers, invested in uh, ASB, ANZ, or some other bank. At least I'll get some form of uh, profit. And to our lives, sometimes what we do is we will not use our talent, but then we don't even encourage others who are trying to use our, their talent. You could have invested it in people who were using their talent. What we find ourselves doing is, I will not sing, but then if someone sings, I'm, I'm going to give a bad report. Oh, that was really, really bad. 
or I will not do anything, I will not help out. But then if someone helps out, do you know you can actually break your back from doing this thing you are doing in church? Lifting all the chairs and doing all these other things that you are doing, it's really, really bad for your back. I will not spend time to learn. But you know, learning too much can affect your eye, blah, 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 blah. Because the person is not willing to use their talent. They are willing to dig a hole, put in a lot of effort just to discourage one person, but could have used that same effort to build themselves. To conclude this morning, we all have a talent. It could be a small, big, it could be medium, however you would call it. But God has also given us the Holy Spirit, who is, to me, is the biggest talent God could ever give anyone. He comes in to say, okay, well, let me help you coordinate all the talents God has given you. Maybe you are really the smart person who learns easily. I'll help you with that. Maybe you are the guy who is not too smart. Okay, I'll help you with that as well. Maybe you are the guy who can easily make money from doing anything. Yes, I would help you with that. Maybe you're not so good at making money at, at this particular place. I'll still direct you to achieve God's own purpose. I believe this morning God is just calling us out of our comfort zone, out of the place where we compare ourselves to our neighbors, our friends, and the people in our families. Say, God, what have you given me? How can I use my, my, my talents to serve people? How can I use it to impact I believe even in this church, we have so many life groups, uh, hospitality, music team, a little bit of advertisement from this point. So, <laughs> so we have all, all these wonderful teams. And you could try it out. It's, okay, let me spend a time just trying out this team. Let me, what, what of this team? Probably you say, well, I don't know how to use my talent. Or I don't even know my talent in the first place try something out. If it doesn't work, try a different thing out. If it works, keep, keep doing it because it's going to achieve God's own purpose. God bless us this morning. Sorry, pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. Even if it is not comfortable sometimes. But your word is always to correct us, to remind us, and to put us on the path that you have ordained for us. So we thank you for this reminder. We pray that even as we go away from this place, you keep reminding us that you have given us a talent, and it's for a purpose, and you find joy in us using your talent. Be glorified, be, 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 be lifted up this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everyone.